The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Hawkeye, where we will discuss the hidden layers and deeper meanings of this streaming series from Disney+. And joining me today on the panel are Mike Denz. Hi, Mike. Hey, Dom. And Mike's secret partner. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> and David Hanlos. Hey, David. Hey. So, uh, folks, I want to tell you before we get started, please be sure to write a review of the of the show of secrets of movies and TV shows at Apple podcasts. And now you can do reviews on Spotify. So if you're listening over there on Spotify, apparently, although for some reason, it's not showing up on mine, but I'm told by Spotify that you can do ratings and reviews. And that really helps a lot. Actually ratings and reviews help an inordinate amount for getting the shows in front of other people. And so we really do appreciate it when you do that. And when you share the podcast with your friends, if your friends are interested in movies and TV shows, this is the show to, to uh, recommend to them. I want to tell you about another show on the StarQuest Network I'm sure you're going to enjoy called The Secrets of Technology. And that's where we talk about technology news that's important to you from a distinctly Catholic point of view. And every week we'll, we'll cover some headlines. We cover some practical tech stuff. Uh, we approach it from the point of view of not of like pundits, but as regular folk trying to help other folk use the tech we have uh, every day. So uh, come and check it out wherever Fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash technology. All right. Did so, you turn it off and turn it on again? That's that's pretty much how most <laughs> of our episodes uh, go. <laughs> so, but uh, we're here to talk about Hawkeye. And so this is the uh, Disney Plus streaming series that was uh, that dropped at the end of in December 2021. And uh, it followed on a an amazing year of Disney streaming shows with WandaVision. Uh, Loki, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, What If, and then Hawkeye. I mean, what a what a lineup there. Um, and let me give a quick recap of what happens. If just just it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it. If you haven't watched Hawkeye, we're going to spoil it for you. So big time, <laughs> big time. Mm. So um, <laughs> if if you don't want to be spoiled, pause, come back to this after you've watched it. So here's here's the recap. Young Kate Bishop, daughter of wealthy New Yorkers, survives the Battle of New York in 2012 after seeing the uh, Clint Barton, Hawkeye, defeating the Chitauri while jumping off of a building. Her father, however, dies. So Kate grows up wanting to be just like Hawkeye and develops into an elite archer and fighter. In 2024, after the events of uh, Avengers Endgame, Clint is in New York just ahead of Christmas with his kids. Kate is present Somehow, and we'll get into that, at an underground auction where the sword and suit from Clint's time as Ronin is auction, being auctioned off. She steals them from the tracksuit mafia, which is a hysterical name, and ends up on the news. Clint Caesar tracks her down. They're being uh, tracked by the mafia. Yelena, the new Black Widow, Natasha's sister, quote unquote, shows up to kill Clint in, in revenge for Natasha's death. Meanwhile, Maya, who's part of the tracksuit mafia, also wants to kill Clint for killing her criminal dad when he was Ronin. 
Kate learns her mom is working for the mob boss, Kingpin, head of the tracksuit mafia. And then there's a big fight in Rockefeller Plaza that knocks over the tree and kill and defeats the mafia. The end. <laughs> it kind of covers it mostly. <laughs> and a lot of stuff in the middle. But yeah, the, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't call it a, a, you know. That's not a complete synopsis. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, it's not a complete synopsis. But I, yeah, you did it better than I could have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I want to start just by getting your impressions of the series as a whole. Uh, and Mike, why don't we start with you? What is your overall impression of the of the whole series? How did it go? What did you think? I really liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I was sitting here thinking, why did I like it? Because... It, it, I don't point to necessarily like great fight scenes or superior acting, and I'm not really a movie critic, so how do I know? But I, I found myself at like when it ended, like each episode ended, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, wanting it mm. not to end, and yes. that's a really good sign. Mm. Um, so the pacing was good, you know, the the characters were enjoyable. Um, I liked Kate Bishop, you know, and and that they could have really bombed on that one, and yep. they didn't. Mm-hmm. I think they got a great actress to do it. I think she did an awesome job. I love her uh, interaction with Clint. I thought they had great chemistry. You know, he's such such the dry character that just needed her to kind of offset him. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. And the story and the her mom at the end is kind of a, a little, you know, M. Night Shyamalan, you know, twist. You know, yeah. oh, my gosh, the mom is is involved with Kingpin. Um, and Kingpin uh, was, you know, kind of neat if you knew about him that he like showed up as the bad guy Clint was worried about the whole time. So, yeah, I liked it. I love how, what they did with um, Kate's uh, step dad, but not really, uh, you know, um, the swordsman. Her mom's um, boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you kind of like suspected him and kind of hated him. And then he showed up as this goofball, like. You know, like you got Duval swordsman. Nate, He's yeah, Zorro. You got the yeah, Nago Montoya out there. You know, Nago Montoya, Montoya out there. Like, like fighting, uh, yeah. just defeating all these tracksuit guys, and it was just hilarious. Not to mention all the um, cosplay people showing up and yes. like fulfilling the dream of actually becoming a superhero. So yeah, I loved it. Good, good. How about you, uh, David? Oh, I say I loved it too. They um, Canada Echo, no pun intended. Echo uh, what you guys said about uh, they could have bombed on the Kate Bishop character, but they I mean, and I know some people would probably like uh, would ask, well, why did why did why did we even need need a sidekick or something like that? Well, several points. One, Kate Kate Bishop. This is comics accurate because she's in the comics. And two, um, Clint, uh, uh, Clint actually says this in the show that, you know, he's he, you know, he. You know, he may he has a problem with branding because he doesn't he he's supposed to be in the shadows he's supposed to be dry and, and invisible and all that stuff he's not really you know he's not a standout character on by nature so that's probably why that's another yet another reason why a solo movie of his i'm not sure how that would have worked because he's just he always works to be this guy in the background shooting arrows and stuff right but Kate, Kate bishop brings him out you know brings him out and makes him actually you know be out in the forefront and doing things so I don't think this mo- this would have this show would have worked if there if there wasn't a Kate Bishop to bring him along and make him do things. Yeah. In fact, I think a, a lot of these movies work better when the the title character has uh, someone to work with. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like Thor had, you know, in the first couple of movies had um, Padme. What's her name? Jane. Uh, Jane thank you. <laughs> Always back to Star Wars with me. Um, you know, it, yeah, you're right. It's like these movies work well when there's a couple of them. You know, even in Ragnarok, he had you know uh, th- um, the Hulk, you know, to to kind of and Loki to kind of 
be the foil. And, and that, Korg. <laughs> and Korg, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas here, yeah, I mean, it, this is really, I mean, in fact, if you, if someone, I saw someone did the, the numbers, Kate's on screen more than Hawkeye is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and so it, it's really kind of Kate's story, but it's a it's a key story. I mean, it, it she draws out Hawkeye, and I really like this. He's the the grizzled veteran. She's the mm-hmm. the energetic rookie, and it's a classic story. And I, I really mm-hmm. like that. He's like the 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 reluctant hero, the Han Solo, the oh, mm-hmm. you know I don't want to get involved, you know, and and he doesn't get dragged into it too much in the sense his his loyalty, his uh, you know his, the fact that he's a good guy, you know, like okay, yeah. I'm going to have to send the family home and do this, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to. I mean, he'd rather right. be home for Christmas, so. She's uh, kind of the energy behind the whole thing and keeping it kind of going. He has this just as just a hint of this uh, Danny Glover Murtaugh energy where I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old for this. Blink. Just a, just a yeah. hint of that. <laughs> yeah, I loved the I, I really love Jer- Jeremy Renner as an actor. I like the, oh, whatever yeah. he does. You know, he's just so good at, at, at this. And and I really love Clint in this. Because I love the arc that Clint goes through through these movies. I mean, from the 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 blip where he loses his family and then mm-hmm. he goes into this Ronin thing. And this is still part of that. arc. And then he loses Natasha. They have that fight. Who mm-hmm. Who's going to you know die for everyone else? You or me? And they, they fight to be the one to sacrifice. And finally, you know, it, he's he's in this place and he's you can see him from the beginning. He's struggling with the guilt that he carries mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, that he's got survivor guilt. And then he's got the physical challenges like the hearing loss, which I love yep. the way they incorporated that into the movie. It's really they, they, great. They just did like a two second blub. Bl- like, well, why do you think, you, why do you, you know, why'd you lose your hearing? And then the quick montage of action <laughs> shots of him just getting just destroyed. Yes. Like, <laughs> that is so realistic too. Like, yeah, of course they would have these physical uh, results. So it is. Uh, it, yeah, I really loved having him in there. What do you think? So it, all of the description says he's former Avenger and agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. What does that mean for from a comic standpoint? Um, former Avenger. I mean, he's I mean, you know, as long as S.H.I.E.L.D.'s around, he'll probably always be somewhat an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Just kind of like uh, you, you never you never really. Oh, you're never really out of that organization. But but, you know, former agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., former Avenger. In the comics, he was on and off an Avenger for years, and at the MCU, I mean, at this point, um, who's to say who who the Avengers really are at this point? Because you know, uh, it's everything. You know, after those last couple of movies, who who's to say who's what? But in this, in this, um, in this, I notice that you know, he said that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have any more trick arrows anymore. This is kind of it. Right. Uh, or, or, so, I mean, that that means so just maybe just the or, the Avengers themselves aren't really a, a thing right now. So he doesn't have access to the facilities to make any more of them. Right. Which right. is a shame because some of the, I mean, trick <laughs> arrow, trick arrows always have seemed so goofy to me in the past. But this, I mean, believe it or not, like trick arrows in the comics always looked a little weird. They managed to make the trick arrows in this sh- in the in, in this like episode three actually looked great. They yeah. were awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think Hawkeye's quiver is kind of like Santa Claus's gift bag. <laughs> you know, there's just always just enough in there, and he's always seems to know which one to grab. I mean, you're reaching back, and you know, you know, I'll props the present for the right kid. I mean, it's it's kind of you know, you just 
you have to trust until think, yeah that. yeah until the plot requires that he be out of arrows that's yeah, right. out of arrows right or i only got this one left how am i gonna make this one work right. I, I, I love that one comment uh it was an episode four that they mentioned uh that cave's like Oh, because they actually had to go retrieve the arrows, which brought the but which brought the LARPers back. Like that, that kind of humanized that a little bit. Where he had to actually go like find a way to go get the arrows. But why don't you just make a boomerang arrow? That means the boomer the arrows would come right back <laughs> yeah. at us. I was <laughs> yeah. just well, you can dodge. Like, <laughs> I love that humor that they put in it. There was that that very real humor, and because it's the sort of Kate was the audience analog in some ways. Like she mm-hmm. asked the questions or proposed the things that fans say like you see mm. you, you've seen people online go well why does it make a, a boomerang arrow they come right. back to me doesn't have to go and then of course there's the logical like the, the person who says yeah it, then you have an arrow coming at you you know yeah. that, that sort of thing i i really love that aspect of it um so so he is so he's not an avenger so he's um we don't really know if there are any avengers but we until the next avengers movie which is coming down the line at some point um, maybe they maybe they'll use the proceeds from Rogers the musical to fund <laughs> the next the next Avengers group. Yeah, we should probably talk about Rogers the musical here because that was unexpected and kind of awesome and kind of cringy all at once. Um, so in the first episode, we that's when we first see Clint. He's, he's at he's on Broadway in a theater with his kids watching this play about the Battle musical. of New York. Yeah, this musical mm-hmm. that's very uh, Hamilton-ish. Musical. And yeah, they actually had real uh, Broadway uh, showrunners come in, write the play, uh, write the music. They had real Broadway actors. I forget who they were, but they were from uh, musicals, the names I recognized. I know one of them was from Rent. That's all I... Right. <laughs> and so, and then you either like singing and dancing around. And the, at the, actually the end of the season, after the end of the last episode, they had the whole musical number that oh, you could yeah. watch yeah and, like the yeah uh where they all have to band together and assemble and right it was like the mid credit scene or something yeah, yeah. it was this yeah it was like um and the, the song the musical number was it was avengers assemble i think it was yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah. uh yeah it was uh gosh that was so funny and yeah and you could see him sitting there going what in the world like i lived through this awful thing and you've turned it into this <laughs> it was yeah. just great yeah yeah it was great uh, that i mean that was like it was hilarious and of course if you know the avengers you're like kind of can get the inside jokes and the things they're saying and the hulk smash and uh, <laughs> yes there was yes yeah, so many like, lines right? yeah yeah so we, i mentioned in the in my recap that uh kate ends up at this underground auction she sees her mother's uh boyfriend her fiance bidding on things and ends up bidding on the Ronin sword and suit. And then there's this watch that's there that the, apparently the, these, this tracksuit mafia is coming to steal among other things. And the, this watch becomes very important to, uh, to Clint and his wife, Laura. And I'm, and I'm wondering, I mean, the watch apparently comes from Avengers tower. What's the deal with the watch? Well, the I mean, the watch, you know, it's her. It's it's his wife's. Okay. Who uh, is you know, as if you look at the logo, I mean, besides the fact that the they they mentioned throughout the show that the watch is transmitting, most watches don't do that. Uh, well, right. like, at least most 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 uh, 
well, a lot of what watches do now. I should take that back. But a lot of them, a lot of them that have been uh, tucked away in a tower for years on end, don't still transmit. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky if my I'm lucky if my daughter's watch can last last more than two days. <laughs> um, but it's it had a shield logo on it, and it's his wife's, which means there's which means almost for sure that she's an agent of shield and it's it's there's a good chance that she is um in the comics he was married to an agent of shield named mockingbird uh codenamed mockingbird and she was uh, her her name in in the comics was bobby morse but i mean this is the mcu so they can take license with that a bit right. um so the the bottom line is his wife is you you know used to be an agent of shield or at least is still some kind i mean cuz she you could tell that she was not phased by anything and anything in this in this right. So she 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 it's this was old hat to her. She understood what what he was doing, why he had to do it, was supportive of him doing it. Well, which isn't like the typical trope you would see of the you know this is dangerous. I thought you were done with this. You need to come home and be with us. Kind of wife I, you would kind of expect. I really loved they turned that trope on its head, and yeah, I really loved their relationship. Like she understood. He he had a thing he had to do. She was supporting him, um, you know, and and with the kids, and she understood the, what he was sacrificing, what he was feeling. I really loved that that aspect of this relationship with them, and it was really good. Um, and his and like all classic Christmas movies, he was the dad trying to get home for Christmas. You know, I mean, that's yeah. like, like so many Christmas movies. Uh, and I love that they set this at Christmas. I did. I don't think I said that at the beginning. I love that they made this a Christmas show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it. I think that element added so much to this story like christmas in new york is a thing it just add it's like a background character uh, i really like that part so um i wonder we, we must the the identity and background of laura barton is got they've got to be doing something with it they're not going to lay all this out there and not do anything with that you know, there must well, be my, something my coming. Secret, who, do they, secret, who do they think they are? DC? Oh, sorry. <laughs> my, my secret uh, uh, source here uh, reminded me that she, uh, Mockingbird or Bobby is an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, so that, she's in the MCU uh, as another variant. Yeah, right. that's why that's why I'm like they, they they can take some license with that stuff, especially with Loki. Who knows how they're playing this? Right. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV series, there was another actress playing a character named Bobby who was Bobby Morris, who is that character that now there is some, I saw online, some question whether agents of shield is in the same universe as mm-hmm. the they, rest. they played it that way. Cause the way that it, if you, at least initially when you were watching it, yeah. Like yeah. what was happening with a recent, for example, um, Captain America movie that came out was right. like in the background. So they mm-hmm. were doing it that way. So I'm assuming it's Canon MCU. Unless unless it's a very close, you know, multiverse variant, you know, uh, a couple. I mean, I don't know if you guys did, but the I mean, I, I missed. You know, I had a couple. We started having some uh, uh, we had we had uh, we had additional uh, kids that joined the family in the <laughs> what, since since Asian Shield started. So I kind of got a lot. I kind of lost the middle seasons. But towards the end, they started working, doing a lot of time travel related things. Yeah. Yeah, so that's when who knows how. So really, who knows how that really? Is, yeah, their got really, is. really crazy. I mean, yeah. because it started off right there with um, Dark World, Coulson. Yeah, you know, having been come back to life because of Loki killing him. So I mean, they it was kind of launched mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the first Avengers. 
Right. And then we had uh, Dark World. We had Winter Soldier. That was all in the background, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Yeah. My wife actually is making her way through uh, through uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in right now, as, as, we're, as we're talking about now. And uh, it's funny to like she's like, oh, then this happened. I'm like, that's season one. That, I thought that was like season three or four. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like my brain is it's, I haven't you know, it's been years. But yeah, yeah it, it's interesting. I wonder the then if. I feel like they're separating Bobby Morse from Laura Barton and Laura Barton's future life. You know, her, the, her story is going to be relevant in future shows or movies like Disney plus shows or, or movies. So we'll have to see. They, like, like I said, they can't just lay this out there and not do anything with it. That would be, uh, I, I can't imagine that they don't have a plan. Yeah. At least a plan. I mean, maybe in an upcoming one, we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Uh, an, a spinoff from this one that they're going to do. Let's talk uh, briefly about Jack Duquesne, that uh, interesting character, the, uh, the, 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 the swashbuckler. They really misdirected us with him. Oh, they, that was they, great. They really set him up to be the bad guy from, in, from the first, I think for the first three episodes, he was clearly going to be the bad guy. Oh yeah. It's almost like the person who was writing the story died. And then they're like, Oh, what are you going <laughs> to do? Like, yeah. I mean, that was that well done. To, and he turned into kind of a, a this likable, like swashbuckling, goofy guy. Maybe he, uh, he was. A, I mean, he was a guy who was an expert with a sword, but just because he really liked swords. And, yeah, and, and, and he was kind of scary and and mercurial, and you just were not sure where he was going. And you know, and uh, you could see how the uh, the his the mother of Kate. What was what's Kate's mother's name? Uh, uh Eleanor. Eleanor, mm-hmm. you know, she's never going to get it. You know, I mean, you just kind of kind of see the end where he's going to reveal his hand and take the mother hostage or something weird like that, you know, and then she'll get it. And that never happened. They were just like waiting for it. It was a, it was a great it was a huge, mis- great misdirection because that was, you know, Jack Duquesne was in, the, in you know, again, in the com. This is where they always they, they like to wink at the comics and then take a hard left or right. <laughs> right. A, a sharp turn because he was I mean, not only was he a, a comic book, you know, you know depending on the on the storyline, he was either a hero or a villain called the swordsman. I mean, if you want to you laugh, laugh at uh, Hawkeye's arrows, I mean, this that was his shtick. He had a sword. He was a guy with a sword. That was OK. It. Uh, but but uh, he was good at it. But that was it. But he was also he was actually Hawkeye's uh, mentor like and mentor, trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so very different. That is also part of the misdirection, I guess. You know that. Yeah. That it was great. Like that. But yeah, but like you said, by the end, he was, you know, swashbuckling through the tracksuit mafia dudes. You know, in the, in the midst of arrows flying everywhere and LARPers with maces. I mean, it was the whole shebang. It was like the Middle Ages, uh, Game of Thrones in Rockefeller <laughs> yeah. Plaza. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was great. And then, um, yeah, then the let's talk about Maya. The She's a oh, yes. deaf character. Again, really interesting connections here because you have Maya, who is going going to go on to be known as Echo. We'll talk about that in a second. Then you have Daredevil, who is a blind character, who is a superhero. And then you have Kingpin, who kind of connects them. And I, it's kind of an interesting little triangle there of of characters. So we we did find out that they've already started developing a, a spinoff from Hawkeye featuring Maya, which is, I think, an interesting choice because she's the bad guy. What what do you guys think of this? What do you think of Maya, and what do you think of them developing a series off of her? I think it's I mean they're, they're you know 
the comics themselves, she has already had, she's already been established there for a while as Echo. But I think this is, I mean, this is good. This, I mean, it's, a, it's, I mean, to be honest, it's just nice to see another, another character with, um, I mean, she, it's, it's not quite like Daredevil, but she's, I mean, she is, um, she's in, an incredible uh, fighter and character, um, even though she doesn't have everyone's conventional senses. And it's, uh, there's there's some there's some serious redemption store uh, work work there too, so yeah. it, it's just I mean as long as they as long as they they do the character justice it won't be boring. Okay. Yeah, I, I I was I mean I I was good with her character. I was more into other characters. Um, I don't you know I know they spent different time with her. I wasn't really sure where she was going. I wasn't familiar with Echo in the comics or anything like that. So, um, you know I was uh, ignorant of that. Uh, I was, I thought it was interesting afterwards to hear that the actress is also deaf, uh, mm-hmm. uh and just kind of accentuates the job she did, um, you know, in the, in the movie or in the, in the series, I should say. Um, but, uh, I definitely would be interested in it. Um, but I don't feel like I've connected with the character enough just yet. I, yeah, I, I, I can see where you're going. Like I, I already had a, some pre, some previous knowledge. So it's, it's, a, this is one of those things you kind of, uh, if this was a regular TV show, if uh, before streaming became a thing, this is what you'd call a backdoor pilot, <laughs> where right. you just kind of flesh out just a little bit of a character, and here you have a show. But um, yeah, but I would be more excited about a Elena, like just because I've seen both Black Widow. I, I, I would love a Hawkeye Elena. I would like the <laughs> Kate Bishop Elena uh, dynamic duo. Mo- I mean, I'd go for a full movie for the two of them. Yeah, that's band, what we were kind of thinking for a while that the two of them, which also had great chemistry, which apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, Haley Seinfeld is is gets good chemistry with everybody. Uh, the whole arguing, fighting, walking through the apartment towards the I don't know if it was one of the last second last episode that they had. She's like, it's so hard to hate you or uh, you know, no, it was like, stop, like you. Stop making me like it as yeah. they're throwing punches. Stop making like because they're they're complimenting each other on like well, that was a good throw. You almost got me out of the room. Like, stop yeah. making me like you as I fight you. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, my daughter and I were both thinking, you know, that they're going to end up being like partners in another, another series. So that, you know, but it's the next generation Hawkeye and, and Black Widow, right? Yeah, there, that's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I I really loved that that Yelena in this, even above in uh, Black Widow. I mean, she was fine in Black Widow, but in this, she got much funnier lines. She was much more relaxed, less uptight, and like that scene where she confronts. Uh, uh, Kate in her in Kate's apartment, and she's made the mac and cheese, and it's just so. There's something about her manner, like she's in, on the one hand, she's so very friendly and matter of fact, mm-hmm. and yet there's this undercurrent of restrained violence. Mm-hmm. You know that at at a moment's notice, she could snap your neck. Like she is an assassin of the highest caliber, but yet she's also funny and affable and friendly different than Natasha was, you know, Natasha was, you know, I felt like Natasha was right there. Even, even though in uh winter soldier, um, uh, cap was always like saying, who are you really? You're always playing a role. But later on, I really felt like Natasha took the mask off and became who she was, uh, all the time, but it's different with Yelena. I feel like Yelena, there's like, there's like two sides to her. There's the assassin and then there's the young, the young friendly young woman who's just kind of fun to be around. And it was very interesting to see how Florence Pugh 
played that so well. Uh, and I just, I, like I said, I love the lines that they gave her and just that interaction between her and Kate. It was a lot of fun. Also, um, my secret source here told me in the beginning of Black Widow, when Elena was a kid, mac and cheese was her favorite. Oh, <laughs> right. I forgot right. about that. Excellent. From the movie, from Black Widow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I should have mentioned before, Mike Mike has his, his daughter with him, that she's feeding him stuff because she's the, the family expert on uh, on uh, Hawkeye, apparently. On, so, on, on all things all, MCU. All things yeah. MCU. All so things MCU. thank, thank yeah. you, uh, Mike's daughter. <laughs> she, she didn't want to be on with us, but... Uh, no, she, no, no. She's the, the silent partner. She's kind of like Echo. Yes. <laughs> nice. So, um, so what do you think? At the end of Black Widow, we had Yelena meeting with... Um, Maria uh, Louise Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Julie Dreyfus. I'm saying Elaine Bennis, but uh, whatever yeah, her character know, really. is. Uh, her character's name was Val. Val. Yes. Val. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Countess, I think, something like that, right? Um, what's that about? Is so she, because the Countess also met with at the end of uh, uh, Ca- uh, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I knew I was going to get it um, with U.S. Agent. So. Is is this a bad guys? Good guys? Is 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 Yelena ever been recruited into something? What do you think? I think she's being recruited into whether she knows it or not. I mean, like like we were saying before, like it's hard. Like, what is the current the current status of the you know Avengers is kind of gray right now. There's um, if there is you know the there's I mean for anyone who's watched Shang Chi, it looks like there's something going on, but yeah, it, it, it seems kind of vague. Um, but it seems like they're assembling, um, Val's assembling her own team. Um, Val has, uh, motives, intentions, uh, designs that are her own, mm-hmm. uh, whether they're good or help or helpful or not. Uh, she clearly wanted to get Hawkeye out of the way for some reason. So she found someone who would be motivated to do it. Right. I don't know why do, are we supposed to have a clue? I I don't know. Well, I mean, he, he, I mean, just guess, I mean, he represents, and you know, he's in, like I was saying, she, he's an older part of um, the original S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers, and I could see her just wanting him out of the way. He's the uh, old order, and she wants to start a new order. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, you let sleeping dogs lie, too. I don't know. I mean, well, just, well, just, just the fact that, just the fact that, you know, he, she, that if she would want to, um, um, if she wanted to recruit, basically, um, uh, Natasha's Natasha's younger sister, you know, you, Hawkeye would probably want to be in, you know, want want to want to you know get involved somehow at some point if he caught wind of that. So right. she would probably want to you know find a way to get him out of the way as quick as possible to be able to keep using her as a weapon. Now, wasn't uh, was Kingpin involved in this uh, wanting Hawkeye dead, or was that no, um, no, I mean, no. Right, that wasn't him. No, no, that wasn't. No, that wasn't him. But that was that was Kate Bishop's mom wanting him him gone. Yeah, okay, yeah. so I, yeah, okay, so <laughs> there was several people who wanted Hawkeye out of the way. He's just he always has somebody <laughs> wanting right. dead. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. His kid, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah. So, um, yeah. So you got. I really feel like Val is a lot like maybe Nick Fury in the sense of she's willing to do whatever is necessary to accomplish the ends that she sees as the best or good end. So she's mm-hmm. willing to, you know, do uh, the end, making the ends justify the means. Um, and 
so maybe this there's a little bit of that in there. So I there's they're setting something up. They put they've put all these things in motion. You've got Falcon who's now got the Cap's shield and probably going to be the new Captain America. You've got Wanda out there maybe as a future bad guy, who knows. I mean this I think things are starting to roll out for the next phase and that these series that they've been running in 2021 have really are setting this party set it starting to set the stage for that. Uh, and so Yelena is clear. I think to, clearly to me going to be part of that. So um, I, I, but again, I loved, I think Yelena was great in this. I think she was one of the best things about this series. Yeah. I'm glad she had a lot, in, a lot to do in it too. That was, I, I was, I was impressed that they managed to, I mean, I, when I went back, I did a, did a quick re, re uh, um, I looked over looked over this right before this. I'm like, I, I forgot that. I mean, really, except for uh, her, she only like re- really, really was there for two full episodes. Yeah, <laughs> she, she was she was there for just a hint of the just a bit of the back part of four. So but yeah, she was she was barely in a third of the show, but she was like that was the first thing you think of. Right. Yeah, it's funny how how much of an impact she has in just for for a a, a third or a quarter of the show. Um. So. Let's mention the the tracksuit mafia. Now it's funny because tracksuit mafia is a like when you think of the Russian mob, like a lot of times you think of they wear tracksuits. That's their thing. That's sort of like it's sort of the cliche. Just like you know, you think of the Italian mafia, they wear the the spiffy suits and the hat. You know, this is the tracksuits and but and, these and guys, red tracksuits, right? right. And, <laughs> and these guys are literally called the tracksuit <laughs> mafia, and they wear this uniform. Like, could you stand out more? Yeah, it is. It, they're, and they're kind of like this Keystone Cops kind of gang. Like there's the one guy who kept talking to Kate about his relationship with his girlfriend, even as he's like trying to like torture her or restrain her or do bad things. And it's like it, this doesn't this doesn't compute, dude. This isn't how it works. It even, thanked really her later, even thanked her later for helping him as he was trying to kill her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were. They were funny. Now, are they are they just a throwaway little group, or is there something more to like? Are we do we do we expect to see them again? Are they just part of Kingpin's empire? You know, a small little part of the thing, or were they his? Is that what his mafia is? I was, I was kind of confused by that. Well, I mean, the Kingpin has always had lots of different. Um, I mean. He- he he has many different group, groups, at least in the comics. You know, okay. who, who knows what state of it, state his empire is is in currently? But I mean, the the tracksuits have actually been in. Uh, I don't think they're quite this goofy, but you know, they've been around since since well twenty. I pull up my notes. They're they're in twenty twenty. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, twenty twelve. Sorry, they're in two two the year two zero one two in uh in Marvel comics. So. They, okay. That they aren't a creation just for this. Okay. So they are part of the Marvel comics. They've been around for about 10 years. Uh, okay. They made their debut in Hawkeye number one, volume four. So they are a Hawkeye uh, enemy. If- yeah, they, they are. They are. Yeah, I should have said, I should have led with that. But yeah, okay. they, 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 they made their debut in Hawkeye. So that, that was appropriate for this. Very good. I think they also may have uh, been Penguin's uh, henchmen. I just, could I have cross over to DC, like it was, or 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 the drug, uh, the Jokers, or the Riddlers, but any of the henchmen that wore the same stuff, uh, they kind of reminded me of those guys too. 
we should talk a bit about some of the the fights that they had. We'll talk about the Rockefeller Plaza one at the end uh, in a bit, but like there was that chase scene through the the city with the uh, the cars, the car chase scene, and the the uh, moving vans. And there's so there's one part of that scene where there's this one camera shot that just rotates around inside and outside the car. I I don't know how they did this. Whether it was all CG. It was pretty ama- an amazing shot. It uh, as uh, what was it? Kate hanging out the car. Was it Kate hanging out the car while while Clint drove uh, shooting arrows mm-hmm. back at them? Um, yeah, while while he was completely deaf, which added to the the, the hilarity of it. Yes, yes, he had lost his hearing aid, and uh, yeah, the uh, that was pretty. Especially when we get to the end, they're on the the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, and they're they're coming. And he has her like he's she's got the one last arrow. He tells her to to shoot it up. She doesn't know why. He doesn't explain to her. Just he could have just explained it to her, but yeah. but the the drama demanded that he not explain to her. But so she shoots it up, and he shoots the pim arrow at it, and makes it giant. And then it lands, destroys the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> it it lands in 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 the truck, uh, and pretty wild. But the pim arrows, what's oh. that about? Well, the I mean, the that's I mean, I'm hard to hard to guess exactly when he got his hands on those, but they're for anyone who's seen Ant Ant Man, um, uh, they're they're just like the um, they're just like the little discs that uh, in the first Ant Man movie they don't think they used as much in the second, but in the first Ant Man movie he had a bunch of discs that he could use. He would just throw them at things, and they could make things grow or shrink. Um, it was kind of you know a little plot device, but it was a way for him to like. He could quit, just throw something at it, and then it would shrink, and then be out of his way. Or he, or he, or when he accidentally attached a, accidentally grew a, a child's locomotive to to enormous size and blew out the back of a house. Right. But but um, but yeah, that's so. It's um, somehow he got his hands on some of that stuff, which uh, which is pretty awesome. And you mentioned that one, and then so that one had one that grew, and then there was one that he used to shrink. Uh, shrink some uh a van an, an oncoming van with uh driven by the tracksuit mafia yeah <laughs> to toy size that that part with that i i had to stop and just i i i, I had to stop everything because i was laughing so hard because it the now now all of a sudden this tiny little van is, is comes comes right over their feet and kate uh, kate asked well what do we do now and and before they can even really think uh was that a hawk <laughs> an, or, owl. A, a, an owl an owl yeah. comes an owl swoops down and grabs the van with the tiny tiny villains and flies away. And it's like this well, this was an owl that was like facing off with Hawkeye in the Christmas tree. That's wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, it was the Christmas was. tree. Yeah, it was yeah. the yeah. So it just flies away with him. He's like, Well, it's like, well, that solves that. <laughs> Do you guys ever watch the pitch meeting uh videos from oh, yeah. the screen rant? The same so, guy. Yeah, the same guy. Yeah. yeah. And it's so it's a, it's about like the screenwriter pitching to the studio exec. The the stories, various shows or movies, in the most crazy way possible, and uh, and at one point, like he pitches this this scene, and the exec is, oh my gosh, that's horrible, that's awful, that's <laughs> horrific. I mean, they're going to be pecked to death by this owl. This owl is going to tear the flesh from their tiny little bones. This is horrific and awful. And there's the screenwriter's like. Or funny, (laughs) or funny, or or people will laugh. Well, because it'll be off camera. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Okay, yeah. If you think about it, it is kind of horrible that this. Right, right, yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, but 
yeah, but yeah, like I said, I was cracking up. I tried not to think about the ending, but I, but, but I, I, li- I like how they, how he just happened to have Pim Pim technology on him because you know, it's like maybe that's another nod to the comics because he did have a, he did have a, um, at one point he actually, you know, I don't think they'd pull this off in the MCU, but at one point you know he, he felt the need to level up because he, uh, you know, they they. They they didn't write him very well for quite a while, and he just was just considered the guy with arrows. So he just he acquired enough pim technology to, you know, he played a hero called Goliath for a while uh, oh. for a couple of rounds. So he's a uh, in a couple of different comic arcs. He wasn't you know, he was better at it. He was better at arrows because he kind of he kind of seemed to get a get a um, big big head. No pun intended. <laughs> every time he grew and thought he was tougher than he really was. But okay. Uh, no, uh, but that's like I just yeah. Let's let's ignore the, the, their fates, but it was it was good to play for laughs. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about the other g- group that was there though, on the on the good guy side, the Larpers. Oh god. Uh, so that's at one very, point, sorry. the Ronin costume was in Kate's apartment when it when it burnt, and a uh, one of the firemen found the costume and took it. Because he's a LARPer. Now, in case you don't know what a LARPer is, a, a, a LARPer, LARP means live action role playing. So these are people who, and this is a real thing. They dress up in, in um, you know, like uh, D&D type costumes and they D&D in real life. So they go down into a park and they've got foam swords and they, you know, I've got a plus two and they hit you and I've got, I throw spell and they do D&D in real life. And so... This is this group and this guy had this awesome costume for his LARPing. And so Clint has to go to this LARP down in Central Park, this this uh, this LARPing group and get it back. But he he can only get in if he signs up to participate and then they recognize him. And this guy's like, I I want I want you. I'll give it back to you if you let me fight you uh, in the in the LARPing. And it was just a great moment because he's like. Oh, I really don't want to do this. Just, <laughs> just kill me and get it over with. And he's like, right. do it, like being as so lame as possible. He's like, no man, come on, do it right, do it right. And uh, and he ends up, they end up like uh, befriending them and helping them out in the in the end in the in the big final battle. But uh, it was, uh, I really liked the Larpers. They were really fun. It was like you're putting the most introverted of all the Avengers. Who attacks from a distance? I don't want to be seen. I don't, I don't have my you know flashy outfit that uh, Bishop is constantly trying to talk to him about. Yes, and 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 he comes up against the most ludicrous, the most extroverted, <laughs> the most zany you know fans of yeah. the Avengers that he could, and he has to deal with them because they have something he really needs. So he has he's sucked right. into their world, and it, it is a lot of fun to see. And of course, you know, all of us watching this well at least those of us who are really into it and kind of imagine being like oh yeah okay you're here let me fight you you know (laughs) you know (laughs) you know yeah it's just what you'd want to do like mark hamill yeah can we fight together (laughs) (laughs) yes yes uh what about you david what do you think of the the larpers i was one of those people had to look up what they were (laughs) <laughs> uh, I mean, I knew what I mean, once once I read that, I knew what it was instantly because, yeah, I've I've I have many friends who've done that stuff, but I didn't know that was there. That was actually the term. But I mean, I thought that was 
great. They were another they were another set of characters, like you said, that they kind of bring have to bring Clint out of his shell and he actually has to go out and do some things. Even though he's like, you know, the he's like I fought Thanos and I'm trying and I'm trying to get killed by him. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right, like oh right. really just kill me now <laughs> but yes. but that, but yeah he actually you know it actually does benefit him later on because they help him you know he you know first he has to get the uh, I question Grill's morality though because he actually did steal something from someone's apartment yes but um but um he you know you know he got the got the suit back from them but then he needed the arrows back and they helped him with that. Also questionable morality because that meant, meant they stole evidence, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but they were they were great characters, and yeah, they're just great great fun characters. They they all they all just seem to kind of help liven up. If it would have just been just a Hawkeye thing, it would have just been so dour. So <laughs> yes, yes, that that's true. Um, and then we like we mentioned, there's that final set piece battle at Rockefeller Plaza. I have to point out. <laughs> This is one thing that kind of gets to you with with a lot of these uh, superhero movies. It's like, where are the cops? You know, like there's a there's a battle, like a battle <laughs> going on in Rockefeller Plaza and the cops are nowhere to be found. They're having <laughs> donuts somewhere on the Upper East Side or something like it is. I don't know. I don't know if that's actually that far from. I don't know. New York's geography. Yeah. But, you know, it's like and then when they do show up, it's. They were arresting Kate's mom. Like, right. <laughs> oh, we're here for her. What was there something going on over there that we should know about? I don't right. know. Did the biggest Christmas tree in New York City fall down? I don't know. Did anyone see that? And no, right. yeah, like nobody noticed. <laughs> I, it just cracked me up. But uh, and then you had like you know these arrows flying everywhere, doing doing all these crazy things. The ice rink gets blown up. The uh, the famous skating rink under the the, uh, the the Christmas tree. Yeah, it was it was wild. It was it was wild. Yeah, well, maybe maybe the I mean the, the Larpers were were um, were cops and and fire department. Maybe maybe they maybe they were the on duty police, and they were like, everything's okay. Don't come yet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Nothing to see, see here. <laughs> Stay back. Set a perimeter we're, about three we're blocks. We're filming a movie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so they and I would that the owl thing was the one thing I wanted to bring up was from uh, that because that was the thing I'm like, oh my gosh. That's, that's horrific. All right, we gotta, we got to talk about Kingpin, Vincent yes, D'Onofrio. Yes, we do. Who is fantastic every time he shows up on screen. A Kingpin in Daredevil, and in uh, the the Defenders series, the, which was mm-hmm. also uh, all these these uh, Marvel Netflix series uh, from from the uh, the ages past. He and as Daredevil, I mean as Kingpin, he just stole the show every time he was on there. He was just this amazing character that just took up all the space in the room uh almost literally sometimes i thought and um and he shows up here now was did they use the character well i felt like he was less than the character he was in the netflix marvel series but what do you think well i mean you know he definitely was formidable mm. uh, yeah i mean i i want to know uh david if, if you can explain how it is that he doesn't die uh i'm just kidding he can't be that fat i mean it's uh, what 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 is it about him you know and and i love um the the actor uh yeah i i I love i mean i i he's he's always just a little off he just plays these guys that are just a little something screws loose you know from his (laughs) law and order days and yeah uh the different things i've seen him in he's always just kind of a little strange and and it was like when i saw that he was kingpin because i hadn't seen him in the other times i was just like oh that's that's great 
Um, but what? But what's his superpower? I know he's he works he's, out, but that I mean, can't be it. No, no, that 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 is actually. Yeah, I mean, technically, he doesn't have superpowers, and that's actually been a discussion online for a bit. We're like, well, how do you get this tough? He isn't. I mean, you know, he is. I mean, he is. I mean, he's not Captain America, but he's enough to. He's he's strong enough to go toe to toe with Daredevil and, and and then some usually. Um, in the comics, he is well. Actually, in the comics, he's actually physically superior to 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 Daredevil. He's uh, um a master of sumo wrestling and doesn't have an ounce of. I mean, it doesn't have a fa- ounce of technically an ounce of fat on him really. Uh, but one of the but, shot by but, an arrow. Oh yeah, <laughs> you just but, pulled but it the, out. Yeah, but the uh, like one, like Braveheart's best friend's dad. You know, yeah, just snap this off. Well, the, 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 I would say that the white suit of his was a bit on the cheesy side, but one of the, but one thing is that his, his suits were always, um, very, um, powerful. They're all, they also doubled as incredibly powerful body armor. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. It's the, um, if you remember the, well, both in the comics again, again, and then in the Daredevil show, um, you know, he, his, his suits were, were custom made by this one arm, um, I forget his name, Melvin or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. was it Melvin? Um, something like that. Yeah, but but it was custom made by this one by this one guy who just it was just I mean you you couldn't put a dent in it and that, and and ultimately that was the same that was the guy who made Daredevil's uh costume mm-hmm. himself. So just yeah, he's he is he is he is he is freakishly strong, but you know, but not superhumanly strong. But he all but he also has the benefit of 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 wearing um, gaudy gaudy suits that are that are tougher than Kevlar. Okay. <laughs> so we will. So, so he got. So he got the crap beat out of him. I think he should have. Uh, you know, I think that. I think the car was. You know. You know so he, he could. He should have been more banged up than he was. I still think, but. But yeah, he's he's wearing. He he basically was wearing body armor. I mean, he got blown up uh, by in, inside the store. And yeah, then hit by the car, uh, right? Or was the, he hit by the car first? I can't remember. He was hit by the car first. He's yeah. he was hit by the car first. The but that's why that's why I probably I mean if anything that's why the electricity finally brought him down while, when all the blunt force trauma didn't. Right. right. So, so yeah, well, and then he's soupy. He survives getting hit, but then Kate survives getting hit by him too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not sure how Kate survived. I don't know how. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now D'Onofrio in an interview afterwards said that he considered this to be a continuation of his character from daredevil, the Mm -hmm. Netflix daredevil. Um, and that the main difference is the freakish strength that, Mm -hmm. because he didn't have that in the, in the Netflix series. And so this, that was new for this. So that, that's, that's a, a bit of a difference, but otherwise it was the same you know, from from his point of view, the same character, the same Mm -hmm. pain from his childhood and all that sort of stuff. So I thought that was interesting. Was he wasted in this? Did they use him well in this? What do you think? I think they tried to cram him in a bit. I mean, if if they could have like at least shown him a little, at least in glimpses, a little bit sooner on, mm-hmm. it, it might. I think it might have helped. But like for people they wanted who to ne- keep him secret, I know. But for, but for people who've never, I mean, for for people who never s- seen him before, and for people who were big fans of him, it probably was a little bit. I mean, it's people have never seen him before they're like was, they probably wouldn't have got it but a lot of us are fans of his daredevil daredevil time and it felt rushed it felt a bit rushed right right he was only in two episodes again like you know sort of almost like uh and then, but yeah in the first one it was just at the very end mm-hmm. right yes yeah, right. yeah 
So, yeah, I mean, and it might have been, you know, just the only got so much time. I mean, we got a lot of great characters here. I I did kind of guess that's where they were going eventually. Like a, a few episodes in, I was thinking to myself, are they going to have Kingpin? Is that who's going to be should turn up? Because they kept talking about the boss, the mm-hmm. big boss. And I'm thinking, it's a, it, I mean, it's New York. It's going to be Kingpin, right? So, yeah, yeah but... You're right. Like he really only got one episode and I felt again, I felt like it wasn't enough to really to justify, you know, the the character. Like they didn't do enough with the character and he did kind of get he had to get get knocked down literally and mm-hmm. figuratively. And because it happens in one episode, it kind of knocks the the character as a whole off of, off his pedestal a bit. He's not doesn't seem as formidable as he as he did before. Yeah, cuz it was there's you know, the, well, yeah, I kind of figured that he'd be showing up, uh, just because, you know, earlier, earlier in the, in the series, if you, if you notice the, one of the businesses was called Fat Man Auto Repair. <laughs> right. Yes. But, um, but yeah, this, he doesn't see I me mean, physically very formidable and obviously, uh, his underlings are afraid of him, but you know, where I, where he's, where Maya and where, uh, Kate Bishop's mom meet him, like, it seems like they're meeting him at the back of a back of a club or a bar as opposed to like some big, you know, the big office in the in, in a high rise. Like you, right. you usually expect to see him uh, expect to see him. But like you know, it seems like he's just kind of in, in the back of a built back of a uh, warehouse or something. Yeah. yeah or, or warehouse. I'm like, and that that's not that is not normal kingpin. The normal kingpin was always portrayed as portrayed him. Try to portray himself as a, you know, it, the tagline has always been, he's a humble dealer of spices. Um. Right. And then there's that moment where uh, Maya confronts him in an alley, points a gun at him, and then we hear a gunshot. Mm-hmm. We don't see the gunshot. Is Kingpin dead? Or, 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 or cause you could, you could just say it's the MCU. No one's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Certainly mostly you... dead. <laughs> yeah. I got better. <laughs> uh but what do you think it is obviously uh, i have a, my thought is he's not dead and that he'll show up in the echo uh, uh series that they've got in development because this connection between maya and kingpin is significant in my view my thought is if all the other stuff didn't kill him Right. Yeah. Yeah, this is a mosquito. I mean, this bullet. It's bound. You know, it's stuck in a, an inch of muscle, or you know, bounce <laughs> off his Kevlar or whatever. But bounce off uh, his skull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the fact that they didn't really show it, it was just more of a tease. Than yeah. Else. My acting ability will protect me. <laughs> uh, he was. He was genuinely scared. I mean, when she yeah. pulled out a gun, he wasn't like, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, he he didn't want to get shot. Well, I mean, but but if you know, if if she didn't go for a headshot and she shot him anywhere in the in the white suit, he'd be, you know, he might be able to at least get away. Right. Right. So, so I'm th- I'm thinking he's alive. Yes. So we got the uh, Kingpin from the Netflix series. Do you think we're going to get other characters out of the Netflix Marvel series? Are we going to get Charlie Cox, the Daredevil? Are we going to get uh, Jessica Jones? What do you think? I'm thinking yes to Charlie Cox, at le- but you know, because we already have di- we already have kingpin um right so it, it, he's from that show so why not him the other ones i don't know uh i hope um i actually really hope for luke cage um yeah. i was a big fan of that one and that one just kind of 
they just they ended that one on a on a morally gray note. Um, right. But I'm ho- I'm hoping the other ones uh, spe- and they had a lot they they had a lot more room to go uh, with those two characters, Luke Cage and um, Jessica Jones. We and we also got Daredevil and Spider Man. Spoiler yeah. alert! Uh-oh. Oh, oh dang. <laughs> you know I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> no more Spider Man spoilers for me, please. I'm still, I'm still actually, Seriously? I still haven't seen it yet. Oh my uh, gosh. Get going. Yeah. Come on. I know. Well, you know, Daredevil COVID. has a key role and I'm just kidding. COVID. So <laughs> yeah, but then, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I actually, I've heard, I've had some spoilers. I've already heard so, but uh, in case anyone else hasn't heard them, but uh, so, so Daredevil is, is, has been brought in. Um, it'd be interesting. I, cause I kind of would like to see Paige from the Daredevil series show up in the MCU as well. Cause she had, the beginnings of an interesting journey in that series that I was kind of wondering where she was going to go with it. Um, I, it really did, was disappointing that they canceled that one in particular because that last season, there were so many interesting questions raised oh, and so much yeah. going on. Uh, I know we're talking about Hawkeye here, but really when you talk about MCU, you're talking about the whole thing. It's one mm-hmm. big story. Yep. All right. So anything else about Hawkeye that we haven't, brought up that you want to mention or any last thoughts before we before we go i i um i liked the way they used uh his hearing aid as uh you know sometimes you knew what was going on because everything was silent but there were other times when for instance she was telling him all this stuff and he just didn't have his hearing aided in the restaurant because he didn't want to listen to her and then he just puts <laughs> it in she's like were you listening the whole time you know and uh and the scene where he couldn't hear yet and she was translating for her son. Uh, that who was, was a calling great about scene. Christmas. Was yeah, yeah, that was a great scene. Uh, you know, it was just just this little thing that you know, Marvel comes up with to just add this depth to what you already were feeling for him not being there for Christmas and missing mm-hmm. movie night and missing whatever other nights they had. Um, and, you know, and then they have the scene with the son where uh, you know she she has to translate for him like that. It was just it was great. Yep. Yeah, he's he's there. I mean, like, this was an action show, but that was that was great emotion from both characters there. That was yeah. great. And and I it like bonded it. Bishop with him, too. A little yes. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. We sh- we did forget to mention Lucky, the pizza dog. <laughs> uh, the oh, one eyed pizza dog. Yes. Yeah, the pizza dog. Um, he was awesome. Yeah, they yes. kept feeding him pizza. That's does, that's if you know anything about dogs and cheese, uh, that much <laughs> cheese for that dog is a bad idea. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Um, that, that Let's be- leave that off camera with the whole owls in the in the in the small. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that aunt just- is going to come back to her apartment and go, yeah, yeah, "What yeah. happened?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll move on from there. Um, but Lucky was from the comics, right? He was Hawkeye's dog in the comics, right? I think so. Yeah, the, the, that was the, that was there too. Um, so there, I like how they pull stuff. They they pulled stuff. Hawkeye doesn't have a ton of comics compared to other heroes, but they they managed to pull down stuff. I love that's it. good. Yeah, awesome. All right, great. Anything else? Um, I guess I just I loved how they painted. They showed that he wasn't just a guy with arrows. I mean, yep. he was. I mean, he was. I mean, he he's a he didn't need the arrows really, but right. he was, but and you know he's. It, this is a good way to round it, round out a a character who has been a background character for a while and, Brent and also just have a lot of laughs. It was great. I also really liked how they took you back to the first Avengers when she was a kid and she's watching him on. Mm-hmm. The, the tower and seeing what he's doing and how that was an inspiration. So they were tied together uh, like that. 
And I also like that the whole series was a Christmas series uh, that they filmed in New York a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Christmas in New York is always fun. I mean, even for those of us who have no idea what that is because we never lived there, but uh, it's been in movies so much and everything and the Rockefeller Christmas tree and all that. So that was kind of fun to uh, mm-hmm. to watch a series that was revolved around Christmas. Yeah. Uh, whenever characters show up, you always have to ask, uh, you know, at this point, uh, did they survive the blip or not? And apparently Kate did survive the blip. She did not get blipped um, mm-hmm. based on what she says about her age and that sort of thing. So she would have been much younger looking if she were uh, 17 instead of 22 uh, looking if she hadn't. Um, I I really love the fact that most of Marvel, there's a very strong thread of family that runs through all of the Marvel stories, all the mm-hmm. MCU stories, uh, whether it's fathers and sons or or fathers and their children, like Tony and his daughter in Endgame. Um, I loved seeing both uh, Clint and his kids and being mm-hmm. a good dad to them, but Clint being dad-like to Kate as well. And uh, I really love the, the the those elements, and I love that they bring that out. Family is such an important aspect. I mean, you compare that, again, to the DC movies, which have their own appeal, but the DC movies are not like that. They, they mm-hmm. have a totally different feel. But MCU feels like a family thing, and I, I really love that. Even yeah, even the very first Avengers movie was as you know, kind of it in a way. It yeah, I this is because I, I just saw a reel when I was getting getting ready for this. But the event in the Avengers movie, Thor shows up because Loki's there because he's family, and yeah, you know, he's at, he's he's telling everyone, well, Loki Loki is you know he's he's is the exact quote like he, he is of Asgard. He's not the you know I'm here because he's my brother and he's of Asgard. And then now, uh, Natasha says he's killed eighty people in two days. Well, he's adopted. And, <laughs> yeah, I love that line. That he's was adopted. <laughs> yes. All right. So, um, if that's all we have right now, I want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of movies and TV shows, including Emily W, Joe K, Guy N, Paula K, and Keith Keith M. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of movies and tv shows and all the shows at starquest you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give so that that's it from us what did you think of hawkeye what did you think of what we had to say about it you can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash secrets or at the starquest media facebook page or send an email to secrets at sqpn.com. Until next time, David Handlos, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Hawkeye. Thank you. Mike Denz, thank you as well. My pleasure. As well as Mike Denz's secret uh, helper. <laughs> and my, my pleasure. <laughs> Dad. And once again, I'm, <laughs> I'm Dom. <laughs> once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of movies and TV shows on StarQuest. Quest.